0: You're listening to the Nashville Girl Geek Dinner podcast, where we discuss the real stories of women who seek to learn, be inspired, and find courage to have a voice as a contributing member of our development community. In today's interview, we have the pleasure of speaking with Jennifer Dutton. Jennifer comes from a long history in the publishing industry as a graphic designer, and how this experience catapulted her into wanting to evolve her skills as a software developer. She was recently accepted into the Nashville Software School's Evening Boot Camp and continues to take advantage of the tech community by actively participating in various meetups and user groups around Nashville, including Girl Geek Dinner. She also shares some wisdom on the importance of building relationships and not only being present as a way to network, but truly engaging with the folks in the community. For more stories like this, visit us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash ggdnashville, on Twitter at ggdnashville. And guess where? Instagram, ggdnashville. Well, Miss Jennifer Dutton, thank you so much for being here with us today at Girl Geek Dinner podcast. Well, thank you for having me. This is lovely. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. I'm glad to have you here. This is fun. So I remember when I saw you at one of the Girl Geek Dinner events here a while back, and you officially shared with me that you had actually applied and was accepted into Nashville Software School, and I was over the moon, of course, incredibly excited. So I'd love maybe for you just to tell us a little bit about
1: your journey and what led you to ultimately taking that step. Okay, good question. Um, My background is in graphic design, and I grew up in a publishing household. My father was in print publishing back in the day and had worked for some major publishing houses, so I guess I just was in that environment, um, Haywood Publishing Company and uh, Chilton Publishing Company, and so I just had a natural knack for drawing and putting things together, very visual, and um, went to Western Kentucky University, and that's where I had my bachelor's degree, and worked in that field for many years. Um, right out of school, worked for international paper, um, cut my teeth in their pre-press department, okay. working on some labels such as Subway sandwiches. Um, pizza hut and things of that nature. So I really enjoyed my time there and um, later in my career came to Nashville and um, worked as a communications director here in town and just kept wanting to grow with the industry. I was availed the um, opportunity to work on their website on a content management system and learned some HTML, CSS, some jQuery but I just knew there was more out there and um, had met many of the ladies through the meetups in town, yourself and Renu, um at the Women's Programming Meetup, mm-hmm. Girl Geek Dinner, and just kept getting, hearing things about Nashville Software School. So I kept asking questions. What's this all about? What do you learn? And so short term, long, one thing led to another. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah take us back maybe
0: even one step further. So you mentioned obviously meeting a lot of really incredible ladies at some of the different meetup groups and Girl Geek Dinner, mm-hmm. women's programming group. What what motivated you to ultimately start attending those? And how was that maybe a part of kind of shaping your thoughts
1: of getting more technical versus the design side? That That's a good question. My my position as a communications coordinator was both. It, it had dual facet. I was doing print work for them and I also had website um, responsibilities and I kept running into things I didn't know how to do. And so that's where I started looking for the resources outside of my workplace because I was a one woman island. Um, how do I fix this form? It's not accepting all the data we're putting into it. How do I get that fixed? So that's how I started attending some of the women's programming just networking um, organically, how do I solve this? How, what language does this do? You know, How does this problem solving occur? What's the logic behind it? So that's where I went to the um, women's programming meetup with Eliza Brock Markham mm-hmm. and Rachel Warner, and they kept talking, at that time Eliza was teaching at Nashville Software right. School, and they kept talking about this school, and um, that's kind of one thing led to another.
2: That's cool. So when you say organically, I know um, some people have a hard time just talking to people that they don't know at some of these uh, beat-ups and things around town. Sure. So how did you go about like just having those natural conversations or, or coming to that point?
1: Um, yeah, I think honestly I just learned that from my family, to, to tell you the <laughs> truth. I, I just was fortunate that my folks would have you know, business-wise, back in the day, um, folks would have more parties together to meet and network, and I think that, I was just being exposed to that growing up, it just came naturally to me, and I, I I, walk into a room and think, I have nothing to lose. Why not put out my hand, say hi, and um, introduce myself, and just start talking? It doesn't necessarily have to be about technology. I was like, hey, how was your day today? And I may ask them a question that may bring themselves, you know, into the conversation, such as, well, what was the funniest thing that happened to you today? And see what happens. Or I may share with them something, you know, a little offbeat to kind of put them at ease and just let a conversation, you know, unfold.
0: That's awesome. I think that's really powerful. It's something that, excuse me, I've been talking about a lot with various people at the Nashville Software School and just even in the community, because I think a lot of times for developers, it's not their natural inclination to Mm -hmm. feel comfortable starting a conversation when you're going to meet up groups. It's sometimes quite awkward. Is there advice or even advice that you've already started sharing with maybe some of your other...
1: My cohorts? Yeah, your cohort folks. Yeah. As they're they're going out. That's a great question Um, because you're right for in that background in that um, mindset not everyone has that natural ability to just be okay with walking into a room full of strangers Um, my advice is just start out small don't feel like you have to eat the elephant in one bite how do you eat an elephant in small bites and try one thing that steps you out of your comfort zone Um, try just introducing yourself to one person yes and just put out your Hi, I'm so and so, um, and you know. And again, people love to talk about themselves. So if you're a little on the shy side or a little intimidated by a large crowd, why not just say, "What brought you here tonight?" That'll start a conversation. Mm-hmm. I think yeah.
0: that's great. I and I actually I just said that same thing today. I love that. That's where your brain goes, and I think it's just finding other things to talk to people about that aren't always to the to the jugular, which is something technically based
1: mm-hmm. you know
0: I think networking it, it's such a overwhelming word and if you just focus on people and just getting to know people like that just makes such a big difference right you know or complimenting someone on how they look like immediately there's this change in the energy around you mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. people love to be appreciated and oh thank you
1: Sure. All of a sudden, you're talking, and you're like, "What just happened?" Right, right. It almost turns on a switch, and it's like, "Oh, I can relax, and it's not all business here. It's it's relationships, it's friendships that are building." And and I, my friends at school that are a little, you know, awkward about doing this, um, I, I just remind them everyone has something to bring to the table, and n- and keep that in perspective, because that's the joy of meeting new people is. Oh, what do you have to, you know, what do you have to share with me that I've never learned about or experienced or I'm not well versed in? And um, it's, it's been a wonderful experience because I have a lot of people from different backgrounds um, that I call friends as a result of, of not judging them. It's, it's just being open to learning from them.
2: Mm-hmm. You yeah, I mean, you, you talk about the awesome Nashville Tech community and communities are built on relationships, First and foremost. Right. Right. So I I think that everything that we're saying right now really goes back to like the basic. Hello. How are you? How is your day? And then kind of where that all builds from there. It all becomes its own uh, network. It all becomes its own kaleidoscope of people who are connected in different ways.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that is paramount. It's even how you came to Girl Geek Dinner. You know, it starts with one, and it goes to the next, and it goes to the next, but it was because you
1: opened your mouth and you were present.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, and you know, and they were, and equally, they were so welcoming. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't feel out of place, or you know, never ever, you know, I, what, what are you doing here? Never ever felt that. And, they were like, well, come back next Saturday and we're going to be covering XYZ. And I'm like, oh, great. I don't know about that. So they just yeah. piqued my curiosity and that just friendship just developed. And um, so, yeah, that was it was a great experience. Mm-hmm. Great. So, as you've been going out to,
0: again, you know, a lot of the different meetup groups or if you've continued going to the women's programming group or <laughs> just even through your curriculum, you know, through the school, are there any particular technologies or technical topics that are just starting to
1: make you super excited and like, oh, I can't wait to learn this. Oh, my goodness. Um, We have covered so much material. Our cohort started early July, and we're now middle of October. We've covered so much material. Yeah. Um, I'd have to take a second and think, um, what have we covered? I've enjoyed the process of learning JavaScript the vanilla JavaScript mm-hmm. in my career I learned jQuery so that's a, it's a shortened library version of that think of an abridged book um, now I'm learning how to write it foundationally right. so if that library should evolve or n- technology no longer needs that I can write the, the code no matter what extra piece is involved or not involved and so that has been um, a great challenge And I've enjoyed the process of um, really just learning how to dynamically um, build web pages and Mm -hmm. and structure them, because in my career, I've always hard-coded them. So for those who don't know what that means, I would write that the long way in an HTML document versus now doing it in JavaScript. So that's been a great, great thing to learn, great skill to have.
2: Oh, yeah. Do you see connections between uh, how you solve problems with your design background and how you solve problems now from more of a strictly technical focus? Or how, mm. how do you see the two skill sets like blending themselves as you're learning?
1: That's a good question. Um, when I, with graphics, if I sit down with a client, I see, um, I look for a global picture. What, what is it that you're coming, I'm solving your problem. So what is it you're coming to me to solve? If they should say, I need a box, great. Well, let's talk about that box. That could be a rail car. That could be a perfume box. You know, it, there's a huge, you know, uh, chasm there. So we narrow it down. So similarly in code, I look at things on a global perspective. I'm, I'm always asking my instructor, well, tell me what this does. You know, um, how, how, how can I look at this globally and how does this help my, either my future employer or my client And then I narrow it down, I drill down, so to speak, into the piece or part they're wanting me to, you know, work on or act on or make happen. So in that respect, that's where those skills blend.
2: Okay, awesome. Yeah,
0: I think that's interesting. So obviously you still have a a, a pretty good amount of time, you know, through your curriculum at the, the, well, kind of. (laughs) It feels like it goes so fast, but... You know, are you starting to think about what's next for you and do you see that being more technical? Do you see yourself kind of getting away from the kind of work that you've done before and any sort of picture that's starting to crystallize?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, I do. I run that question often in my head. How, how does this all merge together or how can I add these skills, can these skills together? Um, Yes, I, you know I can now see that it, we've, you know, learned our vanilla JavaScript, and I have the front end solid now in my skill set. I can see that I have a new opening in, well, self marketability in that I could be a UI, a user experience, uh, user interface designer, developer. Um, that that door is open to me now. Um, I also think. My back end in a few months will be um, .NET C-sharp, mm-hmm. and that opens up, you know, healthcare. It also, for me, what piques my interest is the phone app. I'm interested mm-hmm. in making apps, so Ooh. I can see the need for the design and the thinking like a designer, the process of, it, but knowing the back end, front end code. And I also think sometimes maybe project manager, mm-hmm. because, you know, you I would be able to Know the code, read the code, but know how to get a product out the door. Right. So, yeah, those are some of my thoughts lately. We'll see.
0: (laughs) So, what is it about mobile that strikes your fancy?
1: I just see, uh, well, it it segues into my capstone. Okay. At at NSS, at the end of your first um, semester, so to speak, you are. required to come up with a capstone, which captures all of the skills and the code they've taught you um, through this semester, and come up with a website or a phone app that would um, be able to present that. So for me, I've I've vetted this out with my instructor, and I want to, um, so back to your question, what piques my interest about apps? I think that they are applications that can help Um, I have a heart for helping others and helping the Nashville community. And for me, I want to build an app that helps feed the homeless. Nice. I I see an opportunity here where we don't have a lack of food. We have a distribution problem. Mm -hmm. So my idea is, can we not have an app that says Panera Bread has leftovers for the day. They're perfectly fresh, never been used. Volunteer comes and picks them up and then takes them to... Uh, second harvest food bank.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So could we not build an app that shows that in live time so that these things are taken to the folks that need them? That's, that's cool. So I that's where apps come in for me is what problems can we solve by using these or designing them?
2: Yeah, I like that a lot. Well, thanks. It's, that's pretty neat. It also sounds like you definitely have a heart for serving people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess as you're looking for different problems to solve with technology um did you when before you came to NSS were you thinking how can technology best serve people or like now that you're there is has it become apparent to you in your current state of learning that this is a way to optimize how we help people
1: I think I was thinking of it beforehand um and now this is just um, made this thought in my mind crescendo, or just more pronounced. Mm-hmm. Um, I was working for a nonprofit beforehand, mm-hmm. and so we had a lot of interfacing with Second Harvest Food Bank, Hands-On Nashville, Martha O'Brien. Yep. So I was already engaged with the, those point people in those, um, in those areas here in Nashville, and, just, and through that job I was just made more aware of needs here in Nashville.
2: That's really an interesting uh, intersection between your past and what your future might hold. I think mm-hmm. that's fantastic for you.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you. Maybe
2: this could be a fun project
0: for Girl Geek Dinner Girls when you graduate. Yeah. And get like a little side pro- project going. Let's get this going. I think that's awesome.
1: Yeah. Because I just, I drive to, to school and you know, I'm going the back way and I'm seeing folks with signs and I'm like, oh my word. I uh, might have a pack of crackers to get you, but that will get you through one meal maybe. It might it's a snack, right? But I see them again the next day and I'm like, "What? This, you know, we're so blessed. Why not, you know, we are we not blessed to be the blessing?"
0: Yeah. That's a good way to think about it. Mm-hmm. So, I was going to ask you um this is kind of maybe a pointed question at, at you specifically in terms of your your role at the school, mm-hmm. you know, obviously there's a lot of diversity in terms of the ages. Have you found that to be awkward for you ever at all? Just been really seamless.
1: No, no, I don't. Uh, it's, that's the one thing I like, uh, I very much like and appreciate about the school. As I see people from many, many backgrounds, male, female, young, old, folks right out of high school, folks out of college, folks that have been in their career for several years. Um, I met a gentleman recently, he was working on a project across, we have a lovely um, study area and it's called the Hackery. And he was working on his project and I happened to sit down near him and I said, is his chair taken? No, no. And I said, I'm not interrupting. He said, no, we're (laughs) almost wrapping up. And here was a gentleman who'd worked his full career. Twenty-five, nearly 30 years, and he just volunteered the information, said, I would have been laid off, and I came here. What a wonderful opportunity for someone to retool themselves, mm-hmm. and they're never pegged in that school as, oh, well, you're outdated, whatever. No, you're encouraged to be the next new you. Yeah. And that came across in the conversation with this gentleman, and I just said, that's wonderful. You know, I wish the best for you. And he was, you know, pushing through his code, but he was getting there, and he was you know oh yeah i'll be you know interviewing for a job in 3 months and it was it was nice to see that That's cool. Yeah, very much. Do you find that you've had to learn some different techniques just from a communication
0: standpoint, you know, with the diversity of the kind of people that you're interacting with, some of the different age groups because that certainly translates into the real world and do you feel like there's some things you've learned that you'll be able to apply?
1: Yes, that's that's a great that's a great skill. Um, and it goes back to your previous question of developers who May not be comfortable you know, meeting new people. And I think that's what you've just asked is a very, very good skill for all of us to have. And I've learned um, to listen mm-hmm. because you need to reach people on their level, whether they're talking formally or they're using more slang or however it is they communicate. Um, meet them on their level, and it, it, well, as we were saying earlier, it just opens up that comfort zone. And the communication is just um, more natural and, you know, more, um, just more, there's just the more honesty there, for lack of better words. And um, I think that's important, just a lot of listening and also just reflecting back. This is what I heard you say, is that correct? Mm -hmm. Um, Just those good old-fashioned communication skills really come into play.
0: You know, when I first got into technical recruiting, seriously freaked me out like a lot because I had no idea what anything was I didn't know how to ask any of the questions I didn't understand the technologies Mm -hmm. and I was scared to death to have to work with developers really because for the most part our personalities are quite different just face value sure I mean I'm a lot to handle sometimes you people out there can't see me but I'm already using my hands and I'm flying all around the, the room um, and that was probably one of the most significant things I learned very very early on because there were certain people I really was having difficulties maybe connecting with but I also visually could see people like kind of backing away
1: mm-hmm. tensing like,
0: up well because I was so hyper and excited about everything and they're just like oh, back off lady, just, you know, not that it was an attack on me, but just it was so much energy coming at them. And I don't actually remember who it was, if it was my boss or what, but like, that was one of the first things I learned was, listen, but you have to be able to mirror the person that you're talking to. And so with developers, I started using my own personal made up technique, um, because I think I'm pretty clever and funny. Okay, what is that? I throw a joke joke out because I'm always joking or making a little snide comment about something. And if they don't laugh, I go, oh, okay. I know the person. (laughs) And then they say a joke and it's really not funny. And so then I really know, okay, this is an engineer engineer. (laughs) And so immediately I'm able to change my tone. I change the pace at which I speak. My questions become incredibly deliberate and very specific. And you have to be able to know how to kind of go with the flow. I didn't really think about it as much as I did back then, just because I feel like it's very natural for me. But like that is the most powerful thing
1: you yeah. can learn. Yeah, it is. It is. And it's a, it's a lovely because it's a transferable skill. It is. No matter what job you hold. And what regardless of the industry. Right. Precisely.
0: Yeah. Because yeah. we're all we we're all different and unique.
2: Yeah, and in, in today's day and age, when everything's a tweet or a Facebook status or a blog post, there's less and less of an opportunity to practice those skills, um, especially when you're a developer and you spend all of your. You know, and I'm I'm a developer. Like I spend so much of my time. Mm-hmm.
0: Behind a computer, coding,
2: yeah. Hands on keyboard, like interacting with an interface, and you like. You, and I'm pretty extroverted, Kristen. You yeah, know this. You are. <laughs> um, I'm kind of <laughs> weird, but I I still have to remind myself of all of those things because like the exposure time is different.
0: mm mm-hmm. Yeah. Just takes time, and I think just awareness. Really, that was it. Yeah, agree. And being willing to just like listen, mm-hmm. and letting people speak how quickly or how slowly they want. Mm -hmm. For me, that was huge because I'm like, quick, fast, move, hyper, let's move on. And sometimes people speak really, really slowly. And you have to allow them (laughs) that space. too. Yeah. It's hard.
1: It is tough. But some nuggets come out of that if you're willing to be patient. Right. If you're really ready to mine for them, it's amazing what you'll learn, what they have to offer, what they have to bring to the table. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had to learn that as well. I was born and partially reared in the Midwest, and then that transfer coming to the South, I had to learn that as well as, as up there, it's really, really fast talking. Yeah. Because we're just on a, we're hurried. Yeah. And That's down here, it's so laid back. Slow down. Slow down. Slow down.
2: Have some sweet tea. That's Sit right. on the porch. Sit
1: on the porch. <laughs> Something like that. Okay. <laughs> I still drink unsweet tea, but, you know, hey. <laughs>
0: so as you, as you've kind of evolved now with your time at nss and whether someone made that choice to go to nss or go through a university program or some other sort of boot camp have there been any surprises for you that you're like oh i didn't i didn't quite know that was going to be what reality was that's either been positive or negative that someone else might benefit from knowing mm,
1: that's a good question um I would say that they have, just be aware which co- cohort that you're in, it, it's a, time management is my answer to your question. Um, they have a day cohort where they are basically coding for, you have to help me out, uh, six, six, months. six months. Yep, six months. And you know, multiple hours in a day. And so they get a lot more classroom time. I'm in an evening cohort where we're meeting three days a week, two nights, and a Saturday. Um, and so we have less time uh, with our instructors. So I think that was the, uh, the shock for me, it was oh my goodness, I've got to spend a lot of my own time outside of class time to drill down and really absorb this material. And whether that's reading, you know, getting your hands on good books, or finding outsource outside resources such as developers or former students. Um, to tap into and say, am I doing this right? Can I pair program with you, sit side by side, and let's watch me code? Am I doing this correctly? I think that would be my answers. Um, how much time I need to spend outside of class. That's yep. a great point.
2: Yeah. yeah. I, I agree. I was actually in the evening cohort as well.
1: Oh, were you? I thought you were. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah.
2: We were the Nighthawks.
1: All right. So,
2: <laughs> yep, I, I feel you in terms of... Uh, the the necessary amount of time outside of class coding when you're in the evening cohort it has to be a lot more deliberate yes because you just have so many more distractions you have job you have life you get all the normal stuff that you would normally have and then you also have this thing you're trying to do so I, I you know kudos to you for doing the challenge and, <laughs> you. and killing you. some
1: time management yeah thanks I appreciate it
2: yeah
0: yeah I was going to ask you, and I know you and I were actually talking about this a little bit before we started recording, but, you know, when it comes to finding resources out in the community, like other developers or senior developers, um, I know you have someone that's been kind of mentoring you. What was your approach in terms of finding that person? Are there other ways that you've been engaging people to kind of be a
1: part of this pair programming
0: session?
1: Yeah. I. This going back to the girl geek dinners, um, I met several students um, like yourself um, who were just very, very generous and said to me, Jennifer, when you get in the program, feel free to reach out to me in an email or text, whatever. You have my contact information. And if you get stuck with something, let me know. So that's how I approached it. I approached all my friends who had said, I said, I'm... Hi, it's me. I'm taking you up on, on your offer, and um, through one of those uh, friends that I'd met um, at the Girl Geek Dinner, he was a uh, NSS student and doing well now. Has his own business and um, connected me with a, a gentleman here in the community that's uh, senior develop, senior developer, senior dev, yeah. and um, has been generous with his time, the senior dev, and coaching me through some. The small hurdles, I just needed to just understand the logic. Uh-huh. Um, just like we were saying earlier, I just didn't have the time in class to sit with an instructor um, and ask those deeper questions to get me through those little hurdles. Are you also finding then, too, that
0: being really specific about your ask when you sit down mm-hmm. with the senior developer, that that's helped with the learning?
1: Oh, yes, because it, it, as mentoring goes, you want to be respectful of their, of their time. As much as it goes both ways and so when I email or reach out and say I'm having trouble with XYZ we are learning um, you know uh, gosh um, you know this in JavaScript I'm trying to think of a quick example Uh, navigating the Dom Uh um, the document object model and how do I make those pages dynamically push through this slice of code how does that work and they're like, oh, great, I know how to focus and get you what you need in that hour time, whatever we've allotted. So that does help, as much as yeah. you can be specific. I think yes. that's
0: great, I, I've been talking with a number of senior developers recently, both at Bar Camp and um, had lunch with someone yesterday, and we were just generally talking about mentorship and it's such a need in this community oh, it is. for people but it's how do you engage in those conversations in a way that that is gonna be respectful of their time, but also where you're gonna get the best from that time. And really everyone says the same thing, like be specific, like come with an actual problem, Yes. but also tell me how you've been working through that problem already and, and where you seem to be getting stuck and maybe where you've thought the solution might go so that then they can really hone in on you know, where the, the opportunity is to teach you.
1: Right, right. And it, it is, you're, you're just being transparent and saying, this is how I think. And part of learning code is a different way of thinking. So how do I get from where I'm thinking and I'm, you know, having a, so I'm spinning my wheels here to how do I get to solve the problem? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. if you ha- it's, a, it's a lot of humility. It's just saying, I'm stuck, help. <laughs> yeah,
2: that probably happens a lot. It's, it's a it hard does thing for me. to do, right? It's a hard thing to do mm-hmm. It takes some bravery.
0: Yeah, it sure does. You've Definitely. been completely brave. Well, thanks. Yeah. Going I, to
1: school. I appreciate doing that. Doing this thing. I'm yeah. excited to see what happens. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. It's, it's been a fun fun journey, and uh, that's what's kept me in Nashville, honestly, is a community that has just encouraged me to keep on keeping on. Yeah, you can do this, Jennifer. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well... I'm good. <laughs>
2: I think arms, <laughs> a great job.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, of course they are. I love it. You talk with your hands, so do I. I do. I sat on mine most of the time because I didn't want to knock the microphone off.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, do you have any other questions? No, I think I'm. I think I'm all right. I, do we want to ask our question that we all that we kind of tried to always ask?
0: Or well, you've actually you. Yeah, I mean, because you've done a lot of public speaking, mm-hmm. and then I'll turn it over to you. Like, ask the question.
2: Sure. So we've kind of made it a pseudo-tradition that we ask this question of our guests when they come as their final question of what's a question that you never get asked that you wish that you were asked?
1: Oh, that's a really good question. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, wow. Probably what is something away from technology a hobby, a skill, or an interest that you have that people would never think that was part of your part of your life. And so what is that for you? Hiking. I love it. <gasps> nice. Yeah. I'm an avid hiker, and I grew up hiking. I was very fortunate that my grandparents would take me out birding. I don't know if you, yep. like James John Audubon. Yep. Nice. <laughs> I'd awesome. have this little raincoat on and these little galoshes, and we'd be out there in the marshes, And um, yeah, that's a that bird, Jennifer. That's a that. And it just always stayed with me. So I'm now training to hike the Appalachian Trail. Oh my God, that's that's amazing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna have to section hike it, (laughs) but I am um, working on getting my mileage, extending my mileage through winter, and hopefully in the spring I'll start doing some section hiking.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, good for you. Thanks.
1: Thanks for sharing that with us. You're welcome. That's cool. See, you never know. You gotta go to the the thing. Ask the questions. You never know what's in somebody's head. That's money. There you go. With thought. Mic drop. Done. (laughs) Thank you so much, Jennifer. You're welcome. We appreciate you
2: being here. Thank you so much for coming.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. This has been great fun.
2: Thank you so much for tuning in to Nashville Girl Geek Dinner podcast. To learn about future Girl Geek Dinner events and for more stories like this, make sure to follow us on Facebook and subscribe to our email list for notification of events. This interview is recorded at the Nashville Entrepreneur Center with special thanks for our producer Clark Buckner and audio engineer Jess Gromit. Until next time, stay intentional and curious about your passion. Your story just might end up here.